0: Picture this, a pine oak forest, high in the mountains of Mexico, each towering tree trunk adorned with thousands of monarch butterflies, the branches weighed down by enormous insect clusters, clouds of orange, white, and black. Only, they're not real, they've been digitized. Every leaf, twig, and butterfly antenna, a perfectly rendered 3D visualization. They're just gorgeous, look at the the wings and the light interacting with, uh, with them. That's lead researcher and Winston-Salem State University professor Nick Hristoff. He says 20 years ago, nearly 1 billion monarchs completed their 2,000-mile migration. Today, that number has dropped to about 150 million. They face several risks. Climate and rainfall pattern changes impact the timing of migration. As forests are cleared for farms and new construction, they're losing habitat, and their primary food source, milkweed, is under assault from pesticides. Further complicating recovery efforts is the fact that these little guys are difficult to count. There is many of them, they're tiny, they fly in complicated ways and pretty much push every technical capability that we have. Enter the Light Detection and Ranging System, or LIDAR. It's a common surveying tool used since the 60s for mapping topography, but Christoph was the first to use LIDAR for modeling butterfly behavior. The machines use a pulsed laser light to measure distances, recording more than a million data points every second, scanning monarch habitat with the butterflies and without them. The difference between the two scans represents the volume of the insects there. Christoph says the next challenge is formulating accurate butterfly number counts. So considering how few are left, if we really want to have impact with uh, the policies and corrective measures that we're putting in place, we need to be able to work at a finer, more detailed level of number estimation. We can't wait 10 years to see whether the many trees are covered again. And that's where the magic happens. Once that data has been collected, analyzed, and processed, it arrives at the desk of 3D artist Dennis Nikolaitis. He's the CEO of Animusing Productions, a visual content and development company. I'm trying to create uh, 3D models out of those point clouds, just points floating in mid-air, uh, millions of points. Nicolaitis says it's an added challenge separating clusters of thousands of butterflies from the foliage immediately surrounding them. So what we're trying to do is uh, find the right algorithms that can um, process those points and create a 3D model out of them, connecting each one of them, and uh, try to reconstruct the the real-life object that was scanned. Assisting him is Winston-Salem State University undergraduate Georgina Zikuno. She spent months processing millions of flat, one-dimensional scans and lining them up perfectly to create 3D visualizations. John says creating them is really cool, but... It's so much pressure because you don't want to mess up because they're going to be using your data. But the enjoyable part of it is when you create it and it's like, oh, you're good, good job. And it's like, yeah, that's rewarding. What's also rewarding for Zikunu and her fellow researchers is that the data they generate may help other organizations boost monarch populations, like the Butterfly Highway Project in North Carolina. After determining how much land remained in the urbanized area around Charlotte to support butterflies and other pollinators, founder Angel Harding first began encouraging residents there to fill in the gaps with sustainable perennial gardens for pollinators. Today, it's become one of the fastest growing wildlife conservation programs in the state. And now we're closing in on almost 2,000, we refer to them as pollinator pit stops because it's more than just gardens. It's providing. A habitat way station or pit stop for pollinators such as monarchs as they travel through the Carolinas, which they're doing now. Harding says she and her members have been reporting many more monarchs this year, and that's good news, but too soon to tell if their work or the data that supports it is the reason. Either way, one thing's for sure, the work to preserve and to count them continues. For WFDD News, I'm David Ford.